Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Why are you so quiet? Praise the Lord, church. Amen. You know what? It is the last Sunday of the year. And it doesn't happen often to have the last day of the year on Sunday. It's very rare to have it on Sunday. You know, everything happens in the same day. It's Sunday, the last Sunday, and the last day of the year. And you are in the house of the Lord. Amen. So it's a miracle. To me, it's one of those few miracles. And it takes years before it repeats itself. And today, we are in the house of God. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for allowing me to speak today, especially on this day. And he has given me a very big, if not a heavy burden. A week, I mean, a year has about 52 and sometimes 53 weeks, right? Am I right? All right. So every week had a sermon in this year. Every week, we were, every Sunday in this year, we were here praising, worshiping, and listening to the word of God. Now, he wants me to summarize all those messages in one sermon. That's the task I have today. So, from the first Sunday to the last preaching by Pastor David on Christmas Day, all need to be compressed, all need to be condensed in one sermon. God help me. Hallelujah. May the Lord help me. And I prayed and I asked the Lord that God give me something that will summarize everything we have learned this year. And God told me, it is well. That's the title of my message. It is well. No matter what, it is well. It's going to be well. It shall be well. That's it. And that summarizes everything. Hallelujah. That summarizes everything. It is well. And I'm drawing this from the book of Second King and chapter 4 from verses 8 all the way to the last verse. It's a long, long story. But I will try to make it short and easy for you to understand. So that you know that you didn't miss anything from the first of Sunday this year to today. Hallelujah. And on top of that, I just to draw to your attention, if you have never or you had the tendency of not reading the Bible, today you are going to read at least three quarters of a chapter. And that's it. That's what you need. So you don't have to worry that you missed the Bible. At least you're going to touch something today. Amen. Amen. So, and if you are a good writer or you usually take notes when someone is preaching, I just want to mention four key points that in case I don't finish all of them, but at least you know what I wanted to speak today. So the first point I'm going to touch on, you can put them on the screen. The first point I'm going to touch on is God rewards hospitality. 
That's the first point I am going to touch on. Hospitality. The power that is in hospitality. And the second point I am going to speak on. God wants you to create a space. Because in that space, he is going to surprise you with a miracle. Second point. The third point, or the other way around. God has given you a miracle. And in that miracle, God is going to give or going to make another miracle. So your miracle needs another miracle. And the last point brings us back to the title of my message. By faith, it is well. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, my beautiful Bible here, though it is very old, over maybe 15 years old now, but I still love it. And every time I go to the Bible bookshop, see other books, I still go back to my Bible because I love it. If, if you wake me up at any time, I'll be able to grab something from there. And God will speak to me and he's able to speak to you too. So, these chapters or the scripture that I said, it talks about a very small town in Israel going by the name of Shunam. It's very little village. And in this village, there used to live a couple. So husband and the wife, they lived in that particular place. And this, this little village was somewhere in the middle or in the center. So on the other side, you have the Mediterranean Sea. And on the other side of that, you have got eastern Judah. The east Judah. So Shunem was in the middle. And further up northeast, you've got Nazareth. And now there used to be a prophet whom I believe you know him by name, Elijah. Every time Elijah will be in his journey, or not traveling from one town to town, spreading the word of God, he will pass by Shunami and he will take a rest there. Because he had a camp in a place called Mount Carmel. So he's traveling from the western side, I mean from the western side, going to the eastern side of Israel. So he will rest there. And in that little village, there used to be a woman. The Bible, the Bible, the Bible has mentioned names of several women in the Bible. There are so, there's Rahab, there is Mary, there is Deborah. They all have names, but this particular woman had no name. The Bible just called him her Shunammite woman. That's it. Just like you and me, we've got no names. But in the kingdom of God, we are great people. Hallelujah. So she had no name. But every time she walks around the town and she sees a new face. And she said, no, 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 no. This, some, this man has something special. And so she welcomed her into her home. So every time Elijah would travel, would come to that town, that woman would go there and say, please, please, sir, I want you to come and have dinner with us. I want you to come and have lunch with us. I want you to come and have a cup of tea in my house. And Elijah will go there. And then he find a place to rest. Then one day, just a word of God came to this woman. This woman was touched. He said, no, 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 no. She approached the husband. 
She said, my husband, I've got a word that I want to share with you. I've got a proposal. You know what? This holy man of God, how about this holy, I know this is the holy, you know, in a family, in a family or in the house of God, sometimes you need to have somebody who is able to discern the spiritual things. If a church is run and there is nobody who has got spiritual eyes, that church is dead, is blind. If the family is moving and there is nobody is able to discern the things of God, that family is dead, kaput. Hallelujah. So this woman had a special eye. She saw what was in Elisha. She says, my husband, this holy man of God, every time he comes, he eats with us, and then he leaves. How about we change, we modify our house and make a special bedroom on the rooftop of our home? I love the husband. She didn't object the proposal from the wife. I don't know if it was me and you. A strange man, you, you don't know, and the proposal comes from the wife to build a, a room. For, what? What? Maybe he's going to turn to become a second husband? No. But this man of God said, no, 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 no problem. You go ahead. I trust you, my wife. So the woman went into a trouble she gathered the technicians, she gathered the bricks or whatever it costed to build a house, to, I mean, to build a room. And that room was set. Now, let's read in this uh, scripture here from the book of uh, 2 Kings chapter 4 and the verses 11. The Bible says, one day when Elijah came, he went up to his room and lay down there. See, a room has been set. And Elijah has already turned it to his room. So every time he would come to that town straight, after having a meal, I've got my bedroom somewhere. He would go and take a rest in there. So he continued to do that every time and then. And the Bible continues saying, verses, 12, uh, verses uh, 11, he said to his servant Gehazi, call the Shunammite woman. So he called her. And she stood before him. Elisha said to him, tell her you have gone through all this trouble for us. Now what can be done for you? Hospitality. What can be done for you? You have done this. You have incurred all this cost just for me and my servant Gehazi. What can be done for you? Listen, Elijah came up with a proposal. He said, you know what? I know the kings of this world. I know the king of this nation. I am happy to go and speak to him. And he can do something for you. I know the commander-in-chief of this country. I am able to go and talk to him. And he can bring soldiers to guard your property. What do you want? But the mother, the woman said, no, 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 no. I've got a home of my own. You know what it means? I am contented. 
I've got everything I need. Don't you see when you came, I've got servants in the field. Didn't you see when I came, I had handmaids in my kitchen. Every time you come here, you never lacked food. Every time you come here, you slept in a nice bedroom and it's on, top, it's on the rooftop of my house. A special place for you. And in your bedroom, there is a bed. Not only a bed, there is a chair. And not only a chair, there is a table. And I've given you a special lamp. I don't need anything. Hallelujah. I am contented. And I believe in that conversation. I believe in that after this, that woman left. Because the next sentence is Elisha asking Gehaz, what can we do? What, what, is, what, what, what do you think we can do to this farmer? And Gehaz, Gehaz, I said, you know what, master? Every day we've been coming here. I've been walking around. I've never seen toys. I've never seen baby toys. Every time I go at the back of the house where they line clothes, I've never seen the, you know, the children clothes, nothing. All what I see is shoes size 10, 11, 12. There is no baby shoes in this house. I've never had somebody calling this woman mama. Never had a cry of a baby in the house. And the man of God said, spot on. Call her back. And the woman come. Tip, 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 right there. What can I do for you? Listen, woman. I know the Lord has spoken to me. About this time next year, you are going to receive a son. Hallelujah. About this time next year, you are going to receive a miracle church. Hallelujah. Your miracle is coming. Your miracle is coming. Your miracle is coming. And now this brings us to my second point. Creating a space for God. He's going to surprise you with a miracle. The hospitality that this woman demonstrated brought a miracle. And yes, it came to pass. At the, about the same time, the year after, she became pregnant and she got a baby boy. Who doesn't love a baby boy in the house? I love baby boys. Hallelujah. I love, I love boys. I love girls. Amen. Everybody, when you marry, when you get married, the first thing a couple usually think is, are we going to have a baby? Because that's the point of our marriage. That's the whole point of marriage. Nothing else apart from supporting each other in the spiritual journey, but is having babies. You either you like me or not. That's it. And it's biblical. I'm not against the Bible. It's biblical. You go and marry and multiply. It's simple like that. That's it. Is that, that's the gospel of marriage. If you didn't know, that's the gospel of marriage. You go and multiply. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. I love Lord. Amen. So they continued. I said I'm in my second point. Creating space. Or when you create a space, God he is going to surprise you with a miracle. So, so they create, this woman created a space. And when I talk of space, there is a physical space and spiritual space. It's very important you also in your home, you have a physical space. You know why? When you set a space, 
When you open up your house, people of God will come in there. People of God will come and pray. People of God will come and worship the Lord. People of God will come and have a fellowship in your house. And when they finish the prayer, listen this. All the blessing, some of them, they don't, they don't take everything with them. They don't take all the blessing. They leave some in your home. That's the principle because you have opened up. God is going to surprise you with a mirror. So in the year 2023, if this thing had passed you by, remember, 2024 is coming. You still have an opportunity. You still got an opportunity. Open up a physical space in your home. Let the people of God come and pray with you. Don't be like those people that if you want to come to my house, you have to give me an opportunity. Listen, some of you have locked out angels and you have missed your blessing. If somebody wants to come to a house and he has a need, you never know what he brings. Just welcome them in. Say, come on, no problem, I'm home. Not I'm home, say, no, sorry, I'm not home. You are lying. You're lying. Why should you lie for nothing? I am busy. You are home. You're just sitting watching TV. And you don't want someone to come and visit you. That's lie. Big lie. And I don't think people repent of that. No. That's big lie. The Bible goes on. Physical space. The second point on the physical space is. You need to find a place. A place where we would go in a physical, in a structure, established structure. Go to that place and worship the Lord with the other people of God. This could be a church or a temple. Go there and worship God. And, and this is what troubles me all the time. In my old journey with Christ, this thing troubles me all the time. There are people, sorry for the name I'm going to call. There are people whom they are called Christian prostitute. You get what I'm saying? Did you hear what I'm saying? Christian prostitutes. These Christian prostitutes, they are the people who jump from one church to another church. They jump from one church to another church. They don't have a permanent place. That's not Christianity. Hallelujah. That's not Christianity. Find a place and call it home. Stay there. Get fed with the word of God. Not this Sunday, you are City Point West. Tomorrow, you are in the Baptist church. After that, you go to a Roman Catholic. And then you change. Today, I'm going on, on Saturday, I'm going to attend that church. Hey, 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 hey. That's not the life of a Christian. Find a place and call it home where you expect to be fed, where you expect to grow spiritually, where you can find the best food. Stay there. Otherwise, you become a prostitute in the, in, in the church. Amen. Sorry for that, but I have to say it. And I, I have to say it. I'm sorry, about, but that's, that's what the Lord says. You've you got to find a place, church. The second thing I just want to mention to you is it's a spiritual space. With a spiritual space, you need in your life as a Christian, you need to simulate the heavenly atmosphere in your physical life. The Bible says, our God is holy. Amen? 
God is holy. God is holy. And in him there is no deadness. In him there is no sin because he is holy. Now if you want to see him, you also must be holy. That's the heavenly atmosphere. We sang the song here. Our father in the heaven, let your kingdom. Listen, his kingdom when it comes, it comes as a package. It comes with his presence. Now his presence cannot come and rest in a place where he's unholy. Never. Never. And this is what I fear and I fear most. That when, when I say that prayer, when I sing that song, that let your presence come on earth, that it, will I be able to contain it? Will you be able to contain the presence of Lord in, the, in your life? If it, if it really, 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 what you're singing, you mean, if he comes down here, will you be able to contain it? You can check yourself. You think God will be able to come and sit in you? Elijah, that will soon my two man, built a bedroom and Elijah would go there and rest. If God comes with his presence, can he rest in you? God will be able to rest in me. That's the thing that I always ask myself. If Jesus comes today, will I be able to contain him? Will I? Oh no. And if not, why? Ask yourself. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Mary, Pastor David spoke about it last Sunday, uh, on Easter Day, uh, Christmas Day, sorry. He spoke about it. When the shepherd heard the news about the baby Jesus, they all ran to where the baby Jesus was laid in the manger, right? And when they went there, they spoke all the things that the angel had told them about this baby. What did Mary say? She said nothing. But the Bible said she stored all the words, everything that she had in her heart. And why Mary was chosen to become the mother of Jesus? Because she was pure. She was pure. The Bible says she was pure. That means she never knew a man before. Praise the Lord. In the Bible, the Bible also mentioned about Job. The Bible is pointing clear that this was, Job was an upright man of all the men of his age and his generation. And that's why God allowed the devil to test him because he knew Job is no, is, will never, never betray God. Never. Because he was an upright man. His ways were straight. There was no corners. There was no compromisation because he knew whom he had believed. Whom did you believe? Who is your God? Whom are you serving? The Most High God or another God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 35 and verses 8. The Bible says, A highway will be there. Amen? A highway will be there. And that highway will be called the highway of holiness. Listen, it's going to be called a highway or is called a highway of holiness. In other scriptures, it's, it's mentioned as a highway 
of righteousness. Listen, it's the highway and the road. Okay, 35.8 Isaiah. A highway and a road. And that highway will be called a highway of holiness. As Christians, we strive to be holy. It's not something that you get it in one day. No, 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 no. You strive. It's an effort. It's a, it's a fight. It's a battle to become holy. It's a battle because you have to sacrifice. You have to leave some of the things so that you can maintain that holiness. If you, think, if you think the salvation you've got is just hey, easy going, my friend, that's not salvation. That's not salvation I know. If you want God to work in you, if you want to see the power of God in you, if you want to see miracles happening with you, it, you have to be straight. Church, sorry, my gospel is hard, but this is how I preach. I know it's hard for some, but this is how I preach. So I'm sorry if you don't want me to speak next time, sorry. But this is how I speak. You like it? Or you hate me? Because I say the truth. If you hate me, I'm sorry. Next time, pastor, don't give me the opportunity to preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. So it says, a highway shall be there and a road. And it shall be called the highway of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for others. Whoever walks on the road, although a fool. Listen. <laughs> when, when I came to Christ, in those years, I don't want to say. In those days, they used to call us fools. You walk on the street with your Bible and they would throw stones on you. You've got easy salvation here. Easy, easy, easy salvation here. No problem, no dramas. You get saved, all the family, they, you know the way they excommunicate, they excommunicate you from the family. You are like a curse to them. Those were the days. And those are the days that the fire of God was imminent in the house of God. Those were the days that you don't ask for the miracle. Those were the days you don't fabricate miracles. Today we fabricate miracles. Do you know that? Hey, churches fabricate miracles today. They fabricate. I know. In this journey, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot in the churches. They make up testimonies. Oh, 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 oh. I don't, want, I don't have time, but one day I will tell. They make up miracles. Somebody comes here with a big testimony, but it's all fake. And the people shout and say, Hallelujah. Because they don't have the eyes to the, and the ears to discern if this is of spirit and this is not of spirit. That's why the, the church goes like that. And you end up lukewarm. Hallelujah. So the Bible says, though we look like fools, we shall not go astray. Third point, your miracle needs a miracle. Your miracle needs a miracle. Hallelujah, church. Listen, this woman... After a year, she got a baby. But one day, this baby grew up. And then he went to join his father in the field. And when he was there, the Bible says he starts feeling headache. And he cried out, my headache. I love the response from the father. Can you go there and read? The response from the father. He said, uh, 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 from the book of Second uh, Kings, verses 8. 18, 37. But I'll read it from 18, 21. 
verses 18. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was the, with the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. His father told the servant, carry him to his mother. Typical African father. <laughs> typical. I don't know. I don't know the Aussies. But typical African father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, Pastor Timmy says every father will do the same. So uh, typical fathers. <laughs> Take him to his mother. <laughs> typical. And this poor lady, she said, no problem, you are my son. I know where I got you from. So she took the son and laid her in, on her lap. And, and the Bible says, when it got to noon, that baby son died. The miracle is gone. The miracle is gone. And the woman said, what? Is this what has happened with my son? No, no, no. It is impossible. I didn't pray. I didn't ask for a dead son. He said, no, no, no. I don't care what has happened. But I did. I don't believe that my son is gone. So what she did, she said, the same bedroom, the same place where I, where I heard the word of God, the same place the man of God spoke to me about this son, that's where I'm going to take the son. So she carried the baby, the dead son, to Elisha's bedroom. And she laid, she laid him on the same bed, the same place, the same position that Elisha would sleep or would rest. So the baby was placed there. And she came out. She didn't tell anybody. I believe if they were handmaids or if they were servants, she told them, dare you speak about the dead son? And she took a step of faith. She went and approached the husband. She said, you know what? I've got a trick. I need to go somewhere. Where? I said, I need to go and see a man of God. So I need a servant and a donkey. The husband was like, blah, 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 blah. I said, I need a servant and a donkey. I didn't to go. If you read the, 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 the response of the husband, this man was a typical religious man. Typical religious man. Because he said, this is not a new moon. It's not Sabbath. Why do you want to go there? Because you can't do that. In, in, according according to, the, to the Jewish tradition, you cannot go to a, a prophet or a, you cannot see a priest on, 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 before a new moon or on the Sabbath day. You can't. So, so she said, you can't. She said, I don't care. I said, this is what I say. I need a donkey and a slave. I need to saddle. Because she knew. So sometimes when God has done something to you, listen, God has given you a vision, you do not need to share with somebody. It's yours. You need to fight for it. Hallelujah. It's yours. He said, you is this man. Though he's my husband, but he's going to act as a stumbling block because he's going to stop me from going there. Listen, religion is good, but it's bad at the same time. I was speaking to my brother there. And he just told me something. He said, this is a confirmation to what I was going to say. The region, all the doctrine of the church, sometimes they lock people. They can lock you up into the, into the law. It becomes a law and you'll never be able to see God. But when you go outside, 
When you go outside the religion, outside the doctrine, outside the boundaries of the people, you see God. Hallelujah. You will see God because God is the spirit. They forgot. I love this man. David in his time. David in his time. The Bible says one day David and his people, they were hungry. They had no food. You know what they did? They went to a synagogue. They went to a temple. And in that temple they used to store bread. Consecrated bread. The lawful bread. The man of God, David said, I am not a priest. I don't care. I am not a Levi. I don't care. I don't work in the house of God. I don't care. But David went straight to where they stole those bread and he grabbed. He took some. And after taking, the, the Bible says he ate and he shared with his companion, with his people. It was, it was not allowed. Nobody was supposed to go and touch those bread. But David breached all the laws. Sometimes the laws can hold you. If you fall too much into the laws of the religion, they will hold you from reaching the things of God. They act as a stumbling block. Sometimes you just need to close your eyes and say, I know whom I am believed. I know whom I, who has saved me. I know my way. I will go to my Lord. I'll face him and I'll present my case. And I believe I am going to find my answer from there. Hallelujah. So the woman said, I don't care. She settled. She went. She went. And the, now this takes us to, to, to the second, my last point. By faith, all is well. So she went. She said, I don't care. I am going to find where Elijah is. So she went and she found Elijah in Mount Calmary, which is the northwest, northwest of Shunem. Other side. And the Bible says, before she arrived, Elisha had spotted her. And Elisha, Elisha, she said, no problem. Gehazi, please go and meet that woman. And once you get there, ask her, is it well with her? Is it well with the husband? Is it well with the son? Listen, Gehazi did the same as he was told by his master. And I love the answer she got from, he got from this woman. The woman told her, it is well. In other words, it is shalom. It is peace. Sometimes you don't have to confess your problem to everybody. You don't have to tell everybody your needs. You don't have to share all your secrets with everybody. There are things there are things that you need to keep and share between you and God and God alone. Oh, this and this. Listen, some people you share with them, they have got no answers. But instead, they're going to end up on spreading the news. And then it becomes horrible and toxic to you. But just stay firm. You know, there's a place where you can, stay, you can take your needs. There is a place where you can tell your needs. There is a cross. It's just all the cross. Every needs take it to the cross. So the woman, the Shunammite woman said, don't worry. You know, <laughs> where I am from, we've got a saying. It's not a good saying, but it, it makes sense. And I'll put it here. We have a saying. When you go to, when you go to see a boss, Sometimes it's not good to talk and present your case with the secretary. I don't know. Here we don't have that. 
back home, when we have offices, before you meet the boss, there is always somebody here. You have to present your case here about everything before you see there. And then she will take that case and present it to the boss. And then the boss, if you say, oh, this is important, they will let you in. If not, then it ends there. So this is the same with Gehazi. And this woman, no, 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 no. That's now, now in, um, in, in, in my, from my country. This is what we will do. I don't want to speak to the dog. I just want to speak the, with the dog keeper. I don't want to present my case to the dog. Because if the dog will not do nothing, we just end up barking, 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 barking. I need to speak to the, God, the, the dog keeper. Because I know from the dog keeper, then we, we, can under, we speak the same. We can understand each other. But not the dog. So, this woman said, no, 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 no. Thank you, Gehazi. I love you the way you came, but it is all well. I need to meet with your master. I need to speak to your master. And praise God, she gained access. She went and she met Elisha. And straight, this is what I say, I don't want to speak to the dog. I just want to speak to the master. When she got to Elisha, the woman straight went and grabbed Elisha's feet. And see what Gehazi did. She went and tried to remove her, push her away from Elisha. Thank you. Try to push her. And this is what happens. When you are trying to access the cross, when you want to present your case to the master, when you want to, some people will come across here, try to disturb you, try to push you away. Just the same as the woman with the bleeding issue. You don't want, they don't want you to reach you know, the stage. They don't want you to reach the, the throne of God. They'll bring distractions here. Don't look at the distraction. Don't focus on the distraction. That summarizes all the messages we have heard from January to December. Don't look at the distraction. Just focus on whom and the one who died for you. Hallelujah. Because that's the reason why we come on church on Sunday. That's the reason we have left our beautiful homes, our beautiful beds, and to come here to worship him and him alone. Hallelujah. That's the reason that we spend our 45 minutes, 40 minutes of listening to the word of God. Not because we've got the best speakers. No, no, it's because we know whom we have believed. Whom he who has taken us from the miry clay. We were dirty there, stinking because of sin. But he came down and got us from there. You were stinking. You know, you were dirty, full of mud, smelling whole. And hopelessly, we were hopeless. And he dressed us in a nice and beautiful clothes. And today, we are proud. We are the children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As if that's not enough. That's not enough. So the woman meant. And when she grabbed the, the feet, she started crying. What she did, what she did, she told you, remember I told you from the beginning. You remember I told you, do not mislead me. Now you see what has happened. The same son that you prayed for, he is gone. I told you I've got everything. And now you see what happened. But one thing I know, all is well. So what she presented here was a lamentation. She was not complaining like most of us do. When we lament, we are, yes, we present a prayer before God. 
but we put God at the center of it all. Yes, it's painful. Yes, there is sorrow. Yes, it's covered with suffering. But listen, there is hope in trusting the Lord. We know God is going to make it good at the end. We don't blame God for our calamities. But say, God, I'm, is it true? You, you healed me. So I remember last year I went to the hospital and I got healed. You touched me, but I am sick again. We don't say, to God, you are bad. You are evil God. No, no, we don't say that to God. Some people do that, you know. Some people do. They tell God, God, if you could, why don't you heal me? That's insulting your God. You can lament. Lament is okay. It's, it's in the Bible. Psalm chapter 3 is, is just all about lamenting. David is lamenting there. And so many Psalms, it's just lament. But listen, in the end of the day, once you finish your life, know that God can work it out for you. Hallelujah. He's going to work it for good for you. He's going to fight for you. Yes, you were sick and you got healed and now you're sick again. But that's not the end of, li of life. He's going to come back because our God is the God of second chance. I love him. He's the God of, I've seen him first. I've seen him. Because I'm summarizing, I'll summarize the preaching. But one day if I get, I'll preach, I'll say, God is a God of second chance. He never stops. He never stops doing it. He'll do it again, again, a miracle. If it, something goes, he'll come again and perform another miracle. If that goes wrong again, he'll come again and perform. He never stops because that's, why, that's what makes him God. That's what makes him God. Hallelujah. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been God. It's something else. So, the Shunammite woman. So, if you complain, if she had complained, that would have been sin. The Bible put it clear in the book of Philippians chapter 2 and verses 14. Do all things without grumbling and disputing. I'll stop there. Don't complain. If you are a person who always loves complaining, stop it. Stop it. I just urge you in the name of the Lord. Stop it. Just thank God for who you are and what he has blessed. And trust him for his future. 2023 wasn't a good year for you. Trust God for 2024. He's going to work it out for you. Amen. Trust him. And that's all the point why Jesus left heaven and came down here. He was born on earth in a very poor environment. That me and you probably would not have accepted if today you were told you were born in a manger. No, no, no. That was not me. I wasn't born in a manger. What? You, you, we saw you. No, we got even the photos. I said, no, no, that's not me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, let's go on with our story. I love this story. After Elijah Elisha got the news. It was the time now to perform a miracle. Now, how do you do the miracle? I'll finish this. How do you, how do, he did a very silly thing. This is for the first time I read in the Bible and found someone doing a man of God who, know, who knew God. The Bible said he asked Gehazi, his servant, 
He said, take my staff and rush back to Shunem and lay it on top of the baby of the dead son. The Bible says, Gehaz, as he always, you know, she took, he took the, the staff and ran back to Shunem, put it on top of the baby. Nothing happened. Don't trust somebody. Don't entrust anybody with your faith. You are the one who received the vision. You cannot pass it on to someone else. That miracle for you was not for your wife or your husband. That miracle, you cannot trust your power to someone. You cannot delegate the spiritual thing to someone else. The God, is, God has given the gift. It's yours. And he expects you to operate in that gift. You cannot delegate it to someone else. Hallelujah. So things went, and this is what happened. The Bible says, he went on. It didn't happen. And then the woman said, you know what? I'm taking a big step of faith here. Unless you go with me, I'm not leaving Mount Carmel. Hallelujah. God, I will go where you go. If you don't go there, I am not going. Hallelujah. 2024, I will step in the places where, God, you take me. If you don't take me, I am not going. I am not leaving this. I will stay at Mount Calvary. And it came to pass. Elijah, Elisha had to go with the woman. And the Bible says when they got there, it didn't end up there. He first thing, I don't know if he was trying or not. The first thing, he went and lied, you know, mouth to mouth, hand to hand, and eyes to eyes to the baby. Nothing happened. You know what? That's experience. Because he saw Elijah, his previous doing that. He also wanted to imitate what Elijah did. The, you know what? He stopped. The baby just got warm. Nothing else. And then he had to... <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible says, he said, no, 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 no. This is not working. There's another way of doing it. Now I'll do it in my way, according to the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, he started walking from one end of the room to the next end. He started walking. Hallelujah. I wish you could see Pastor David praying. When there is something serious, you'll see Pastor David walking from one end to another end. I wish you could see Sister Toyini praying. Oh, when she's serious, it's a business. It's a war. I wish you could see Pastor Tim. You know, he, he's very gentle when he's here. But when he had himself in that office, he looked like a crazy man. You know, you pray, you shout, you pray, you shout. He say, it has to come to pass. This sun must rise. He must rise. The miracle has to come back. He has to rise. It's not ended there. And the Bible says, after that, the baby sneezed seven times. Hallelujah. Seven times. I am I'm not after the warmth. I am not after the warm body. I am after the sneeze. I'm not after one sneeze. I am after seven sneeze. That's a confirmation that my Lord has worked. Seven sneezes this year. Next year, 2024, seven sneezes are for you. Your miracle is coming. You are going, oh, hallelujah. The Bible says, listen, my last scripture. The Bible says in the book of Job, I love my Lord. And then we're going to pray. I love my Lord in the book of Job. 
the Bible says, you shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. You shall decree a thing and that thing shall be established. Job 22, 28. You shall declare a thing and that thing shall come to pass. In 2024, you are going to declare and it shall come to pass. You are going to speak to your situation and God is going to change it. Let's be on our feet. Let's rise up. Let's rise up and praise the Lord because our Lord he is going to do something special. Woo! God is good. There's something, I didn't plan it, but there's something I think is important we pray today before we leave this place. If you have received Jesus as your personal Savior, and you have been struggling with your salvation in the year 2023, take a step of faith this morning. Just come forward. We are going to pray for you so that God may give you strength to walk the Lord in his path in the way that he wants you to walk. If there is somebody that you have worked, it's not, it's not a sin to struggle in the walk. It's not, a, it's not a sin. I don't condemn and nobody condemns you. It's not a problem. We have been there. I have been there myself. But listen, God is going to perform another miracle in your life. He is going to restore, to restore strength in your life. The gift that the devil has taken away, God is going to bring it back. The strength, the gift that the Lord you are, has put in you and the devil is trying to kill, God is going to bring life to them. As we sing this song, don't look left. Don't look the person on your right. As everybody closes his eyes, you come forward. We're going to pray for you this morning. Hallelujah. Honor, Father, we give you glory. And we praise your name because you are the mighty God. We say thank you, Lord, for visiting us this morning. We praise your name, for Lord, for your anointing and your power. And we say thank you, Lord, for the transformation that, Lord, you have made into your house. And I praise you, Lord God, for you have been the answer to the prayers and the needs and the requests of your people. And see, Lord, 2024 is going to be a year. It's going to be a year of multiplication. It's going to be a year, a year of blessing. Whatever the devil has taken from us, he's going to spit it back. He's going to return it. He's going to bring it back. The sickness shall not prevail. And your presence shall stay with us now and forever. In Jesus' name. And let the people of God say... Amen. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.